Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So by now, I'm sure you've seen the stories about the gold cube in Central Park, and I thought it was you know a big piece of art that was going to be in Central Park. Nope, it was there for just a few hours with security. The guy didn't even have guts enough to set it out there in Central Park and let people take a chance on hauling this four or five hundred pound gold block away. That would have been that would have been great live video just set up cameras and try to have watch new york city try to haul this gold block away it's worth like 11 million dollars it's uh you know it's a it's a beaut it's beautiful it's a beautiful piece of art by german artist nicholas castello it's billed as a conceptual social de monet base of the world sculpture of our time and it was wheeled out into Central Park, worth $11.7 million. And the security detail was standing around the 410-pound work of art. It was there for less than, like, 11 or 12 hours. And then it went to some event where the hoity-toits were all getting together and glad-handing each other and standing around looking at the gold block going, oh, it's so powerful. That's such a powerful statement of the... The world we live in. Yeah, well, it's also, uh, you know, about his NFT that he's trying to sell on his little website. He's got his, his launching uh, his NFTs, you know, the non-fungible tokens. But I will say that my favorite thing of this entire story is a tweet from Tara Rose. At Rare Oats. I don't know who she is. I don't know if she is rare oats or not rare oats, but she is awesome on this tweet. She tweeted, The most maddening thing about the gold cube is that it exists at all. Second most maddening thing is it's connected to some NFT, of course. Third most maddening thing is that it looks big in one picture, but it really is just a dinky ass box. <laughs> I will be following at Rare Oats on Twitter from this point on. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, I say this. You know, funny is funny. And I love Tara. But this, I'm going to give you her bio on Twitter now. Socialist writer mom. I love building people power and watching TV. She, her. I'm still going to have to follow her because I said I was, but... See how long it takes before she blocks me. This weekend, at my house, there was a magical evening. And in that magical evening, moink steak was being cooked. The smell of moink steak went throughout my household and permeated my nostrils and it made my night magical. Want to make your night magical with moink meat? (laughs) <laughs> you should go to moinkbox.com slash jeffy right now 
Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, direct to your door. And it's helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoor, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all that other junk you find in prepackaged meat aisles around America and the world. Moink, make your house magical with the smell of moink steak cooking in the house. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. If you do that right now, you're going to get a year of filet mignon for free. And then you can pick what meats you want delivered in your first box. And you can change what you get each month and cancel any time. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Uh, host Kevin O'Leary said it was the best bacon he ever tasted. And it is. I, I truly love their bacon. But right now we're talking about the magical moments you could have with Moink steak cooking in your house. Not that darn best bacon. Okay. Moink. Now they say that they'll guarantee that you're going to say, oink, oink. I'm just so happy I got moinked. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that guarantee, too. You will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked because you're sharing your magical evening with moink steak permeating the house that you live in. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, the best salmon you'll ever eat, and you won't. You won't want to get it from the grocery store anymore. That's for darn sure. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Go there right now and you get that free filet mignon for a year. It's for a limited time, so get there now. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. One year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K-B-O-X D-O-T C-O-M S-L-A-S-H-J-E-F-F-Y-C-O-M. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. So, a story out of Las Vegas is a story that I find, well, I want to be angry and then I want to be, well, good story. So, I'm not sure. I'm torn. You know, that's why this is going to be a torn segment again. I'm torn. Because a tourist in Vegas hit the jackpot on a slot machine. All right. Now, he was never informed because there was some sort of malfunction in the machine. Now, this is according to gaming officials. All right. So they did an exhaustive search. The Nevada Gaming Control Board says they have finally identified the winner. That was $230,000. Pretty good. You know, that's a sizable chunk. I'm sure the IRS will be happy to have this information, too. But on January 8th, a man later identified by officials as Robert Taylor. I mean, we already know the guy. We're, we're in the story. His name is in the story. It's not even just going to be. We didn't know who he was. His name is Robert Taylor. His friends call him Bob. Later, I don't know that. It's not in the story. He played a slot machine at Treasure Island Hotel and Casino due to a communications error. The slot machine malfunctioned and didn't notify Taylor 
or casino personnel that he was a winner. So he just left. That's over. I didn't win anything. I'm out. By the time the error was noticed, uh uh-huh, casino personnel were unable to identify the man who was from out of state. The gaming board took an exhaustive search to make sure the man would be awarded his prize. We have got to find this man. Couldn't they just, I don't know, put an ad in the paper? Post something online. Hey, if you lost at the hotel at what what was it, the Treasure Island Hotel and Casino on January 8th, if you lost at the slot machines, call and we'll talk to you. Make sure you're the guy. Send us a picture of yourself so we know it's you. Something. So they combed through hours of surveillance video from several casinos interviewed witnesses sifted through electronic purchase records and even analyzed rideshare data provided by the Nevada Transportation Authority and a rideshare company which I thought was nice of them it was very nice of them to share all that information and they found out oh yeah that's Robert Taylor from Arizona so now they were so happy that they found they found this guy. And because, I mean, they went out of their way. The Nevada Gaming Control Board is charged with strict regulation in the gaming industry. And the protection of the gaming public and ensuring that the industry benefits the state of Nevada. Okay. Thank you, James Taylor, Chief of the Board's Enforcement Division. I commend the agents of the Enforcement Division, particularly Agent Dan Nuquai, for ensuring that the public trust in the gaming industry remains strong by spending countless hours, over two weeks, two weeks, to ensure that a patron is awarded winnings owed to him. Now, Robert Taylor was already back home when he was notified of his winnings, Now, which is good. So they're going to dispatch a man out and drop the check off to robert at his house they've done this exhaustive search nope he still has to come to vegas to pick up his money are you kidding me we haven't done an ex don't look at me like oh well so he should have to go back no no he shouldn't we've used every possible locator we've combed through surveillance video we've asked ride shares taxis anybody you see this guy have you helped this guy oh look there he is on the corner doing that oh no don't look that way it's not robert never mind let that go so we found out who this guy is we know it's him he's in arizona hey uh now i don't know if there's a date maybe next time you're thinking to come in vegas sometime soon yeah i was gonna go back there again next time you're in town we got an extra two hundred thirty thousand for you you know i'm thinking about coming today as a matter of fact (laughs) funny that you called me because i was just on my way outside the door to head to vegas i just find it strange i don't know why i know we do stories all the time of you know them uh, saying that the slot machine was off and yeah we know that it said you won all that money but now you didn't there's something wrong with the machine and so you didn't win here's an overnight free ticket have a nice day take care of yourself so i mean it's nice that they did this i guess i just find it 
really disconcerting that they we have all this information and we're concerned about our athletes in China using burner phones. But we have people in America, they're tracking down just... I mean, of course, it's a good thing because they want all this money. But... Okay. And I find it really maddening that they won't bring it to him. They spend all this money trying to find out who this guy was. I don't know. Maybe you send... James Taylor, chief of the board's enforcement division, to drop off the check. Or you send the agent that they uh, commended, Agent Dan Nicole, who ensured that the public trust in the gaming industry remains strong by spending countless hours, over two weeks, to ensure that a patron is awarded winnings owed to him. Maybe you drop it off at the house to him, too. But what do I know? Plus, I feel like that this is kind of a scam thing that the employees at the casino were working, and they got they got caught before they could take the money, right? So they set up the machine so that when it wins like that, it doesn't alert Robert Taylor that he won two hundred and thirty thousand, right? So he walks away. Yeah. I thought it looked like I won. If he complains right then, well, I thought that looked like I won there on the on the old one arm bandit ride there. It looked like I won. No, and then if you complain, then you get him his money. Oh, you're right. It didn't alert. But since he walks away and doesn't complain, now, you know, Joni and Chachi in the back room are, you know, deep pocketing two hundred and thirty thousand. Maybe we uh, we unhatched a little Vegas scam here. And I think the enforcement board is on it. They better be. They better be on it. James Taylor. Time's, are times tough for James? I mean, I thought he was a big-time music star. He didn't, have, he didn't pull his music from Spotify, did he? Now he's working in Vegas, just the enforcement board? Oof. Man. Sorry, James. And you'd think... You'd think James would at least be able to get a gig, I don't know, at the Sands. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Hotel proudly presents the star of our show, James Taylor, Dean Martin. Oh, I. All right, well, we've been over this, and I'm I'm getting a little tired of going over it. But you can't shoot Dean Martin, man. You're talking about Dean Martin. Even for James Taylor, man, that's a low blow. But he's already dead, Jeff. That's not the point. You can't shoot Dean Martin. Although, I mean, you'd think James would be willing to step in. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. so good so oh i mean who died today i was looking at the landslide in ecuador and it looked horrible and then i see the headline Uh, it looked like people actually died that's why i put them under who died today but i see the headline and it says 14 injuries at least 14 injuries 
So nobody died. Nobody died today. Never mind. So good news coming out of Ohio State. Now, I'm not a fan of the great state of Ohio, technically. I mean, that's okay. I kind of like it, but I was raised not to. And if you look at Michigan, if you look at the map of Michigan here, and this would be the bottom of Michigan. And so what's in the, at the bottom of Michigan? Ohio. But, you know, I just, this is just the way I was raised. But anyway, I see where Ohio State University has got their sex week coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Buckeyes sex week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me thank my abortion providers. Wait, what? Yeah, no, I know. I know that. I mean, I'm okay with the whole sex week thing, but we want to thank our abortion providers. I mean, I don't know that I'm for that, but I guess, you know, if you're in the middle of sex week, I guess you can. Hey, thanks for, you know, killing that kid in me. Appreciate it. Okay, so no. No, we don't want to do that. Okay, never mind. So I was looking at the Sex Week website, and while we're, they want them to thank the abortion providers, let's see some of the other things that are going on during Sex Week. So February 13th, they are, this was when it begins, actually, so it goes on for, looks like, uh, ooh, five, six days. Nice, a lot of stuff going on at the end of the week. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on at the end. So uh, step begins with debunking abstinence, only sex ed with Sasha. Oh, yeah. General, this is another class. Gentle masculinity with pink manta ray. Sexpo, an educational fair. Binders, packers, and toys, oh my. Sounds like a title of my show. Up to date, a panel on repro rights. That would be great. That's where we're thanking our abortion providers right there. Affirmed gender affirming surgery info session with Dr. Gallagher. ABCs of LGBTQ plus a queer history with crafts. Then we have Valentine's for abortion workers. Oh, it's a separate class, man. That's a separate. I wonder if they'll get the shipped in the. Uh, no, this place could would not. Never mind. I was thinking because Chick Fil A's got their special heart shaped Valentine Day thing that you can get. You know, from Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's a Chick Fil A thing. What is it? So you can get like a, a heart-shaped tray of several menu items. You can get a, a Chick-fil-A nuggets, a chicken and mint. Ooh, chicken and mint. Oh, chicken and minis. <laughs> but I'm a fan, I think, of the chicken and mints. It's a new, hello, you're welcome. But I, mean, I think I could be a fan of the chicken and mints you know nuggets placed in on mini rolls but instead of mini rolls you use mints you are welcome chick-fil-a you can have that on me on me today happy valentine's day to you
Okay. So maybe you order that for uh, sex week. You can, it's possible. So, okay. So then you get into uh, treat yourself, masturbation, and self exploration. Oh, yeah. Then a little bit of trivia. Are you a sexpert? Experiencing pleasure after sexual assault. <laughs> what? I don't know that I want that class. I mean, I understand it. I get the premise behind it. It didn't sound as good as I thought it would. I'm just reading their classes now. I'm not. <laughs> so this is on February 17th, 1130 to 1230 at the Union panel. The panel will allow students at the Ohio State University to discuss with and listen to a panel of licensed therapists and sexual assault survivors about how to experience. Yeah, so they, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's a real thing. I get it. Then the next day, you can move on and go to Safe Queer Swiping, a dating app discussion. Oh, yeah. Where's my... I mean, we're safe and queer and swiping. All right. Thank you. Great minds kink alike with Lion's Den. Oh, yeah. What are my options? A family planning panel. Oh no. Oh no. Get the record scratch ready. <laughs> Crippling up sex with Eva, Sex and Disability 101. <laughs> Not funny. Not funny. I don't know. Stop. Freaky Friday, a beginner's guide to pleasure. All right, we can go back to that. All right. Freaky Friday, a beginner's guide to pleasure. That's after the. Whole sex and disability 101. Valentine's for abortion providers. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about some fun coming up on Ohio State University Sex Week. Let's talk about drag, baby. Oh, yeah, we can get back to that. A taste of Tantra with cat. Sex Week Social perform with Sasha. Now we're getting into... Yeah, now bring up the music because it's a sex week social. I've gone to every class. I'm a little tired. Oh, yeah. I need a little... A little history lesson. A little recap on the week. Oh, I see you're here for the disability class. No, don't do stop. It's not even. It's not even funny. But it's coming up. So if you've got kids or you're close to OU, go ahead and stop in for sex week. <laughs> I'm sure there's a hotel room open up. Football season's over. They're looking for people. You know what I found out this weekend? Today is the 7th of February, 2022, all right? Just so you know, for those of you listening live. And I found out that people are sneaking listening to this podcast and not being subscribers. Now, I have a way, just like Vegas, to, you know, link your IP address and find out, you know, who's doing this. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give you an out. What you need to do is go home and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Then we'll be good, okay? 
and everything will be all right because I don't know. It's fine that you're sneaking to listen in on your friend's device and everything, but it's better. Nobody likes a freeloader. Nobody. A lot of people really don't want to be a freeloader. You know, you don't want to be a freeloader. So just go home and find your own device and then subscribe to the podcast. Okay. And while you're there, you might as well follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR. Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Getter, too, at, at Jeffy JFR. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org slash chosen. So, have you found a naked guy in your car? What do you think? You all right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That's not my tire iron. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to fit all the nuts and bolts. If that's not a spare tire. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So, (laughs) a naked man was discovered hiding in the trunk of this lady's car. Now, he'd been there for, I guess, three days. And uh, so... The lady came out and saw the passenger seat in her car all muddy with nastiness on it. And uh, so she was pissed and came home and wanted to clean it out. And she was claiming in her TikTok video that, uh, you know, I don't know where all this mud came from in my car. It just showed up. And the only explanation is that a muddy ass man slept in my effing car last night. (laughs) <laughs> and the guy had been in the trunk since uh since a few days before then and he was fully naked all right i guess that's where the mud came from uh yeah you can count on that so when asked hey why you be in my trunk the guy said it's a rite of passage then she asked how he got into the trunk And the man said, uh, I'm the son of the Pope. I mean, good answer. If you were actually the son of the Pope. But I'm guessing even this Pope who's, who's, you know, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any children. I'd be willing to make that bet. I would be. You you don't ascend to the Pope without, you know, with having kids. You just don't. 
That's not the thing. Not the thing. I, mean, I ran for Pope before. I didn't win. The smoke went up and it wasn't me. They didn't pick me. I mean, I officially ran for Pope before. And I wanted, I was going to pick the first uh, Pope. Uh, gosh darn it. What was my stupid name? It was Pope. Pope. It was either Pope Fatimus Obesius the first or Obesius Fatimus the first one. I can't remember what I used for the name when I was running. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Stupid bit running for Pope. I, I did not want that smoke to blow. Uh, the bit was an ongoing bit because when the smoke blows, it's over. You can quote me on that. When the smoke blows, it's over. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Pat's show this morning. Uh, I, I was on Pat Unleashed, and you can go back and listen if you want. I mean, it was funny and whatever. You can, you know, whatever. You want to subscribe to his show, Pat Unleashed, you go ahead, whatever. Subscribe to Blaze TV. Do all, blazetv.com slash Jeffy gets his percentage off. But we talked a little bit about Dan Snyder. And I was looking at uh, the story again. Because it's fascinating to me that, do you realize that according to Melanie Coburn and Tiffany Johnston, who recounted their own experiences with Snyder, and they accused the owner of, he's the owner of an NFL team, a National Football League team. He ruled by fear. (gasps) No. No. Now, according to Coburn, Melanie Coburn, Snyder had the final say over who made the cheerleading squad and fired women despite their skill because they weren't the prettiest. That bastard. That bastard. He had the final say over who made the cheerleading squad. Ha! <laughs> Oh, wow. And he would let them go even if they were had pretty good skill, but they were not good-looking. You know, they were representing the team that he owns. <sighs> she said, an owner who hired and fired employees based solely on their looks, it's despicable. Is it? Is it, Melanie? And don't look at me like, well, yeah, it is. Well, people hire and fire on their looks. Stop it. We're talking about cheerleaders here. All right? I might be the only one, but I'm not a fan of cheerleaders that look like me. I don't want to see it. I know. I know. And I know some of you do, and I'm a fan of those people. Thank you. I love you, too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I know that, you know, perhaps you having seen me cheer, but I can cheer. I'm a cheering fool. Oh, yeah. I almost want to get up and give you a cheer right now. I'm not going to, though. Take it easy. So, <laughs> so the one lady says that, now this is, this is where, and look, this all started coming out during the email scandal with John Gruden and a few of other 
people around the league, and there was, you know, the dirt baggery that was going on, I get. But there's this story where he talks, she talks about him inappropriately touching her at a team dinner. Okay. So according to her, according to her, he placed his hand on her inner thigh under the table. That same evening, he attempted to coax her into his limo. He attempted to coax her. Hey, want to come with me? His attorney said, oh, that was a bad idea. That's a bad idea. You don't want to do that. So she didn't. Why, why is that? Oh, I don't understand. You, he, he asked, you said no. And the attorney said, that's a bad idea. So you didn't, nothing happened. Why is that? I don't understand. I don't understand. I really don't. So then we talked about photo shoots. All right. And during, and there, I guess he's supposed, this is supposed to be his dirt baggedness. All right. So the one girl accuses Snyder of requesting a photo of her taken from a lingerie calendar photo shoot before her private areas could be retouched. You allowed those pictures to be taken. And he requested them. I mean, I guess nobody could ever say no to Dan Snyder. Nobody could say, nah, Dan, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Here's some touched up ones. Now, maybe he was paying for the lingerie shoot. I don't know. But he's asking for photographs that you agreed to take. I'm confused at why that's bad. I really, I know maybe you're embarrassed. I get that. But, okay. All right. And there was uh, one good bits video that he asked for. All right. Dan like looking at photos. Uh, He recalled one employer said, I recall Snyder uh, ordering employees in 2008 to edit cheerleader calendar photo shoot footage to create a good bits video featuring nude images of the women. So I'm not sure where the nude images came from. That may be where the dirt baggagery is talking about. But if it was part of the calendar shoot for the cheerleaders, again, he gets to see the footage. No, he owes the freaking team. The cheerleaders are cheering for his team. There's the photo shoot. I get to see the pictures. That's part of the deal. I'm sorry, no. No. Now, depending on where that footage comes from and was obtained, that's a different story. But if it's all part of one photo shoot that you agreed to and not some secret behind-the-scenes camera... I don't know. I just, I don't know. One time he tried to coax me into his limousine and I didn't go, but 
Imagine if I did. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I can't take it. I can't. I mean, yeah, I know. What if you didn't? That's the point. I just, I can't. Don't even start with me about the thing his lawyer said. That's not a good idea. That's why it didn't happen. So good. That's what it's supposed to be. I, I, I can't. And I've got to apologize. I know I say never bend a knee, but I got to apologize. Okay. I want to say I'm sorry. I apparently, I could blame it on the story and say that it was printed wrong, but I have a feeling that I made this mistake. I know. I know it's a shock. But I expected that the SpaceX rocket was to hit the moon on Friday. All right, and because Friday was the fourth of February, and the story that I have written down here, smash into moon tomorrow two four. Except the actual time is March fourth. So I, I, you know, like I'm a month off. What are you gonna do? I have I could work for NASA. It's a month off. What are you gonna do? Wait. God. Wait. Right. Oh Jesus. Uh, month off you know you're a little (laughs) so i'm sorry okay if you were standing outside at 12 25 58 universal time looking at the moon hoping to see the four-ton rocket smash into it and i know it didn't happen i apologize not gonna happen now you can leave you don't have to keep standing in your backyard that's not gonna happen now until the 4th of march so if, if, if it was my fault, I'm sorry. See you next month on the 4th. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I got an email from John who uh, it proves that listeners to this show are geniuses. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. John had a million dollar idea, and apparently it got shot down. He doesn't say in his email who it got shot down by. But don't let people kill your dreams, man. Don't do it. This is America. And if you want to live your own American dream, damn it, you do it. Don't let people bring you down in your dreams. Now, his idea was a perpetual fur farm. And we talked about how the how the uh, <laughs> the fashion icons we're going to stop using fur. and But John's uh, idea was the perpetual fur farm. He was going to raise cats for their fur. Then to feed the cats, he was going to raise rats to feed the cats. After skinning the cats, I was going to feed the cat carcasses to the rats. Feed the rats to the cats and the cats to the rats. The fur is pure profit. Okay, don't let people kill your dreams, John. Don't do it. If this is your dream, man, do it. And I think I think you can make a little bit of money.
but you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's not my it's not my dream. It's yours. It's important to live your dreams. Even the I mean the French cannibal who ate organs with a side of beans and man does that not sound good he just escaped the psych ward you know why because he wanted to live his dreams it's important even the french cannibal broke out of this psych ward i don't think they found him so if you're you know traversing the french countryside you may want to you know keep your head on a swivel you never know you might just end up in the end up in the frying pan and uh i mean i guess by the time you make it to the side of with beans you you don't know it so it's okay but prior to that would be a tough time this guy actually uh killed some farmer and ate his organs with white beans (laughs) but he's escaped from the psych ward now so you know, just those of you listening in France, <laughs> be careful. I do not want you to end up as a side dish or a main course for that matter. You're welcome. I mean, he already attacked a person. Once he escaped from the psych ward. And the lady was even more horrified after she found out that it was him. Now, she didn't know it was him when he was attacking her. But then they said, hey, you know, that's the that's the guy who cooked the farmer. <laughs> you could have been a you could have been dinner for him, and that would even horrified her more. But we do have good news for those of you in France. Okay. Where's my... Thank you. Can't have good France stuff without this. Authorities have apprehended Rimbaud. He has been apprehended and is back in the psych ward. So, if you've been attacked by someone, (laughs) it probably wasn't him. So, I mean, I guess you need to continue with your head on a swivel, but that ain't him. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.